What does it mean to manufacture a stronger standard? At DeGeist, it means to solve challenges and help manufacturers achieve more through our people, our technology, and our belief that anything is possible. This is Manufacturing a Stronger Standard, a podcast by DeGeist. Hello again, Derek DeGeist here, president of West USA and DeGeist Corporation, and we are here live at Fabtech 2021 and within the finishing area, part of our ongoing podcast series here from Fabtech of Manufacturing a Stronger Standard. And today we're here talking to industry experts, and we, we have Graco with us today, one of the behemoths in the liquid side coatings for manufacturing. And, and today we're going to be talking to Paul Peterson, the worldwide sales director for Graco, and Bill Heyer, the worldwide product manager for Graco. Guys, thanks for coming today. Yeah, hey, glad to be here. Thanks yes. for having us. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're here at Fabtech. First time we've been in, back after the pandemic. We took a year off. People are back together. And there's actually a lot of people here, which is really good. We didn't know it was going to happen. Um, what do you guys think? Kind of for people that didn't get to go or people are trying to catch up on what they missed from being here. What, what do you guys see happening here today? And uh, to first, first impression. Well, first off, it's good to be back. It's good to see people walk in the halls and vendors here. So uh, that's a good sign. Even though we're, we're masked up, at least at the show, yeah. we're not here. But uh, it's, it's good to it's good to have people in our booths again. Um, one of the things that I see as I coming in is that uh, I got to walk through just briefly quick before the show opened yesterday. Uh, the other two halls where it's big, heavy fabricated equipment. This is the for uh, Fabtech, yeah, that's part of it. But when you go on that side, it can be overwhelming, I think, when I look at and awe-inspiring of all the automation that's over there. And I've seen this for many years, just being on the manufacturing side, as we have of that, uh, that everything, the velocity is increasing of we're fabricating parts. They're fabricating faster and faster and faster. We're cutting speeds of stuff that's just mind-boggling, material handling. We got brake press robots, the brake press is going faster, and everything is getting faster. And then it's all coming over to here. And uh, over here, there isn't as much automation. I mean, just as a whole, just in general. And um, it's interesting. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I I, I teed you up on what I would say, but it's interesting to get your guys' impression of that. Well, I can can take that one, Derek. Certainly, yes, we are seeing a trend moving from manual painting to automatic applicating painting. And I think that that trend really has kind of been moving in the, in the positive direction for a good four or five years and really gaining steam. But things like the pandemic have certainly highlighted the need for automation because a lot of our customers um, really kind of found that the paint line was a bottleneck. And it was because not only the capacity uh, concerns that you talk about, but finding finding painters, people that want sure. to come in and, uh, and do maybe not the most um, desirable job in a manufacturing process. So that that I think is what is really uh, driving this trend that we're seeing. So with the pandemic, that's an interesting point that you make that uh, it's because people are leaving the workforce. I kind of see it as two sides where almost we have a lot of baby boomer generation that was that's working, that's in, that's been doing it, very experienced people that had to go home for a while and said, you know what? I don't think I'm coming back. And I've never heard that before. And that's a scary thought that a lot of companies lost that knowledge. 
We've got this younger generation coming up inside of that, but now all through with the pandemic, some of them aren't going, they're, they're, they've had time to sit home and recollect what they're going to do with their lives, and some of them aren't coming back. The pandemic surely has accelerated the economy. We're seeing that customers are all in the like produce faster, more parts. We're talking about bigger, faster, better, 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 it's it's the perfect storm of, of negative circumstances that are preventing a lot of these customers here and whatever it is they're fabricating from getting product out the door. Right. Until it's painted, you can't ship it. Mm-hmm. Right. And the good thing about this this section of the uh, of the show, you have to walk from the uh, big industrial uh, machining and come across the bridge to the finishing area. And you can see just about anything you need. You know, there's material manufacturers here, there's uh, mine builders, there's the equipment suppliers, and we make the, uh, the paint, the equipment that touches the paint. Yeah. We don't do the automation, we just make the equipment that handles the, uh, the paint. So the, uh, the guns, the, the regulators, the pumping systems, meterings, and, and so, so, so it's a one-stop shop. It's really like a mini little finishing trade show here, here at the Farmer Place. Okay. And you, you can, I really can see everything in one spot. And I actually had multiple people come up that uh, were outsourcing and now looking, they can't do it anymore. Or they got to bring it back in. And quite a few of them that they're looking through this whole thing for the first time. And it's, it's exciting. And they're, they're, what they're taking in, what they're seeing, and uh, they're, they're coming away thinking that they can do it, which is pretty cool. Um, and so with that, what's Craco doing? So the, this is a problem. And what, what type of products are you debuting or that you're showing or that you think that uh, would be interesting for people to hear about or that you want the, your people that's often to know about? Sure. So the automation trend is here to stay. It's not going to go away. And so I have been developing products to kind of create, as Paul talked about, that complete solution from, from tank to tip, if you will, of Graco automation equipment. And, and some of these products are relatively simple. We, we offer a manual gun, for example, a manual air spray gun. Well, we create an automatic version of it. Pretty straightforward. But there are also some products like rotary atomizers, okay? These are the, the bells that have traditionally really only seen in automotive, okay? They, they, they desire and they produce that class A finish. Um, you're starting to see customer expectations rising and increasing throughout general industry. It is people that are wanting their fork truck to have the same Class A finish as a car. And for I'm, one day. For, for, for one day, yes. That's, that's At right. least I know what the back end of ours look like. I have, I have seen some beautiful fork trucks, though. I can't believe how nice they look. Um, not only that, the, the end user is also expecting and demanding a larger color palette, okay? Not just with cars, but even with trucks. And so, so the ability to have your, your equipment um, be able to provide and change colors very quickly is, is another need within this automation space that we've been working on at Great. Awesome. Oh. I think that's one really exciting thing as we, as we look at that and then how do we apply that to general industry to make it user friendly. And so you're adding new capabilities to be able to, to be able to 
for general industry, which I think is really exciting as well. And to bring that's kind of the petri dish of, of, of bombing proof um, equipment and stuff in automotive in tier one. And now, how do we pull pieces of that down inside of there? Absolutely. You know, I think that, that automotive traditionally they can kind of leverage their large economies of scale to be the early adopters of this technology. And then it's general industry and it's the folks here that uh, that eventually adopt that and are the benefactors of it. So that, that's one of the cool things I think working with you guys. You guys, after FabTech 2019, we debuted Less USA Self Learning Robotic Technology. I think you were our first uh, equipment partner, and you guys were quick to join to be able to work with our group. Uh, very open to give give equipment to come down um, into our test lab as we opened up our first booth, and we've been working with our engineers with yours and finding that that easy user interface for them to do. So we have a lot of HMI and coding that we can do in the back end. And that's our that's our thing too, is like, how can we make it easy for them to use? Absolutely. It's liquid. It's it's only as repeatable as never, if, unless you do things correctly. Yes. Well, this, this relationship's important to us because we don't make robot. We only make the, uh, the fluid handling equipment. So we, it's important for us to work with the yeah, absolutely. And I think that's been really cool. Like at our at our lab now, with our self-learning robotic technology, the interesting thing is we have some simple as pumping a gun, and then we can add proportional valves in our own software to be able to have fanimization and flow control with pumping a gun. We can go to a 1KE, we can have your flow control, and then we can add in our piece as well, and then we can go up to a PD2K, all the way up to a or 2KS, then to P2K, we have all levels inside well of there, mm -hmm. you know, which is cool, but we've been able to do that. We know that because we are working. We've already done it. You know, we have them, and uh, and our engineers can call yours. It's not, we're not meeting on site for the first time to figure it out one off for a customer, and we'll figure it out on the fly when they're trying to produce. The integration is the hardest part sometimes. It's uh, making the two uh, pieces of equipment talk together. So having that, that relationship with your engineers and our engineers so that we can make those handshakes uh, simpler and easier for you and the customer. It's just one of the things that we're going to try to do a better job. Thank you. So I 100%. So self-learning robotic technology, how, did, how does that address in your guys' minds? We talked about up front of our, of our talk of people retiring, we need more automation, we make equipment. How do you see, maybe say, less technology or, or self-learning robot, how do you see that? Where do you see that as a good fit for your customer base? Sure. Well, I think that there, you know, as we've as we've discussed, there is this migration taking place from a t taking that that applicator, that gun, out of a person's hand and putting it onto a robot. And so the self-learning technology that that Lesta offers, I think, um, is uh, really makes that. Um, I don't want to see. Uh, makes it pretty seamless, right? Just literally, just taking it out of a hand and then putting it on a robot and then. Grabbing a hold of that robot and uh, and painting, I guess one part and then just hitting repeat. I think also it just it opens up the market. There's always a place for an industrial robot, but uh, it's other other manufacturers are trying to automate. It, it, it widens the opportunity and uh, exposes it to a wider base of customers. It's a little easier to, to install and and then we have those because of that that connection that we have in, the, in our partnership. 
we've got those controls. So when they're making, they're, they're not just, it's so much more than just creating a program robot path. All of your gun sets, your pre, all your presets that you have, they can cycle through just like they do now. And then that's being put into that program. You know, so the key difference is that all of the other stuff around it that were connected to your continuous conveyor, that it's working, that's part of that system. They're controlling that in real time, creating good parts while creating a robot program. And then we have tools for them to fine tune that afterwards. And I think that's where it's not just replacing a painter. You're not, you're taking the knowledge, putting that into your system. So you are retaining that knowledge, but then that's making it so that that, that kind of that uh, the baby boomer generation or the guys are, are wondering whether they're going to be able to do this uh, how much longer. Now we can create a career out of that. Those their companies can keep their key people longer. And now we've created something where the next generation can look at that and say, I think I could do that now. That's cool. But also, I don't have to crawl around on the ground and all day long anymore. I want to learn in this now. So now that becomes an option. Now we can get the next generation interested. The knowledge is still there. They can learn from that knowledge and the person that's there, and we can bridge that gap. It can be done. <laughs> Many people want to get into a spray booth and put a suit on and, and spray paint on it. So, but it's a... Uh, it's a lot more fun to program a robot than play with a robot. And retain that talent. You still need. You're not replacing it. You need to save it and yeah, create a way for them to stay. You know, finishing is really an art. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, not, it's more of an art than a science. And so having that, losing that ability is, is something that manufacturers don't want to do. And that's what you guys have done. Is that you bring you bring that painter is a big part of, of teaching that robot what to do. And having that key, having that key person though too that understands your great go equipment. You know, we come in and we work with our customers. They they have great go equipment. Those key, the people, the painters, the people they have there, they understand how to use it, how to make it work. They work yeah. with their technicians that, that they know how to keep things running. You know, as a peace of mind for for you guys and your customers as well is that by keeping that knowledge here, you're not you're giving them yeah. a chance to keep that there. And yeah. then when you automate it, it's just the next step up of similar equipment. And then that knowledge is still around helping that go. Yes, so that's a really good point. And to kind of add to that, um, if a potential customer already is familiar with Rico manual applicators, when they transition to automatic applicators, it's going to provide that exact same spray performance, that same spray finish. So there is already a level of knowledge there with them that should reduce their overall anxiety and apprehension. Anything else you guys want to want to say? Final wrap up. What do you guys? Any final thoughts on uh, Fabtech, Rayco, Lesta? Uh, hope we have a great show. I think we got uh, a great turnout coming in today, and uh, so looking forward to i think it's definitely going to happen we've talked to a, a lot of a lot of customers the interest has been really high you guys are everywhere and we're gonna we're gonna meet and we're gonna bring what the packages we put together and we're gonna help bring that solution that's gonna help them continue to be successful in the future and uh, thank you guys again for today thank you for your partnership and uh, look forward to a lot more automation for our generous customers. Everyone, thanks for joining us today on our Manufacturing Stronger Standard podcast here at Fabtech 2021. Look us up on where you get your podcasts at Apple, Spotify, or from our website. Follow us, stay up to date on what's happening in the general industry and how we're bringing automation and helping everyone be successful. So until next time, thank you. <laughs>